Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is uh, America. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with me as we build a bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here over Red State Talk Radio and uh, other uh, stations uh, who do rerun our show in uh, replay every day, 12.05 until 2 p.m. We are here live. And, of course, I want to thank Loving Liberty as well for inviting us into their family also. Uh, Hey, folks, uh, it is um, a great day in the USA because um, whether the progressive liberal news media spins it this way and it's going to be very interesting to see how uh, the progressive liberal media is spinning and and uh, by now all of you have seen some of the spin that uh, the progressive liberal news media CNN MSNBC ABC CBS uh, you know you know the usual suspects uh, it is interesting to see how they have been spinning it they have only uh, spun Spun uh, the the negatives. Uh, yeah, they they have uh, paid very close attention to the false negatives. Should I add the false negatives? Should I add there is nothing lawful really about the second uh, volume of this report that is so often referred to that uh, Mueller has very little knowledge. Mueller, you know, the saddest thing about all of this is that you, you have a public servant up until the time that he uh, took on this assignment nearly three years ago who was revered, absolutely Revered. In fact, it was being said that Robert Mueller, if anybody would get it right and handle it fairly, it would be Robert Mueller. Of course, they said that about James Comey. And now we all find out that not only were Robert Mueller and James Comey business associates, but of course, they were friends. And so one of the saddest things about this is that you and one of the good things about it, too, because it, it definitely needs to come to light, need to be exposed. You have a public servant, former Marine, well, a Marine, a retired Marine who 
Jordan's legacy will now forever and always, even after he's gone, be tarnished because of his partisan approach to investigating something that he knew was fake and contrived to begin with. Oh, yes, he did. He knew. Robert Mueller knew from the very beginning that uh, Stroke and uh, Comey and the people that he hired to aid him in investigating Russian collusion and obstruction of justice were all uh, left-leaning, dripping, foaming-at-the-mouth haters of Donald John Trump. He knew this, which absolutely lends an air of, um, how shall I say, unauthentic reporting and research to this Mueller, so-called Mueller report. I, I was telling you, and I have had on with me the author of the book, uh, Robert Mueller, uh, Aaron Boy for the Deep State, and that would be John Milkovich. I've had him on the show regularly when his book came out. And John is right. He is an errand boy for them, but maybe not Mueller so much himself because Mueller at this point in his life does not seem to be capable of actually carrying out the type of uh, clandestine activity that would be necessary to make him an effective errand boy. I believe that Robert Mueller simply had to sign on to being the chief operative, lending his minions to this uh, effort to discredit the president of the United States because today, folks, what we what, what, well, when you when you saw um, how Mueller answered the questions to me, it was evident that he wasn't prepared for what was to come. And Nadler, Jerry Nadler's intent Knowing Mueller as he does, his intent, along with the other Democrats, was to uh, was to try to steamroll Mueller and make him flat and pliable so that they could then shape him as cookie dough, play-doh in their own hands and make his words seem as uh, seem stronger than the argument they were trying to make. And that 
is, and each one of them, each one of you listen to them closely, uh, all but the exception of one or two, had this to say. We want to make sure that no president is above the law. That was the mantra. But it was a brilliant, absolutely brilliant uh, retort by Collins of Georgia, who said, we certainly want to be certain that no president is below the law. (laughs) It was great. It was great theater, no question about it. But the question now is, can we all just move along? You've had your day in the sun, Democrats. It came to nothing. And if you're thinking anything other than that, you uh, must have listened to and watched intently something absolutely different than I was. Can a president be uh, brought up on charges after he leaves office? Of course he can. But what charges would they be, especially when the special counsel, the prosecutor, did not find anything to charge the president with? Therein, my friends, lies the reason why I say to you, Landslide 2020, Donald John Trump. The American people had a very good chance to look at, look in, and see through the workings that um, the progressive liberals were trying to bring about. It failed. It's over. Time for us to move on. And if they don't, if they don't move on from here, I predict you might see the absolute unraveling of the Democrat Party. Why? One or two reasons. Why? Because of this poor performance. And don't think now, I wouldn't put it past the the squad and perhaps, as the president said, at least 20 others like them. I wouldn't put it past the squad to publicly condemn the committee that Jerry Nadler chairs as ineffective, weak, and aiding and abetting the president who they think is somehow criminal. If this does not play out the way uh, the squad uh, and at least 20 others, as the president uh, has stated, All of the black Democrats, uh, uh, yeah, all of them, it it, it was just sad for me to watch how tone deaf black people sitting on that committee were. Didn't, Didn't you hear your colleagues make it very plain that what you were trying to do simply was not so. But it's a strange thing about people when they have embraced a certain ideology, and that's exactly what this is. Larry Taunton, uh, definitely my guest in the, in the last hour, uh, definitely hit it on the head. This is not about uh, right and wrong. It's about a believed ideology. 
And that ideology speaks to uh, this, and that is um, you, the American people, have been hoodwinked and bamboozled. Yes. And on top of all that, we spent a lot of money for what? For something that was put online that you can actually download for a couple of dollars and see it for yourself. You know, nobody nobody talked about uh, how ridiculous they were uh, trying to. Nobody talked about how ridiculous Jerry Natler's opening statement was. We'll get all into that here a little bit later in the show. But it was absolutely ridiculous from the very beginning. He was a clown. The man was a clown. There's no question about that. And then every Democrat that came after him repeated his clownish, sophomoreish attacks on the president when there's there's no there there and friends regardless of what you may think in your ideology there is no there there now the reason why they want to bring up uh, uh at least insinuate and make it appear as though it is possible that uh, the president could be uh, indicted or brought up on charges after he leaves office is so they can keep this narrative going. But as I was saying to you, I would not put it past Ocasio-Cortez and the uh, Fab Four uh, or the uh, Ridiculous Four to actually indict members of their own party for being feckless and ineffective in trying to bring down this president on collusion charges. So let's then examine where the real collusion comes in that was brought up. It was thrown out there. By many, it was thrown out there by many of the Republicans. They they tried to sneak it in. They tried to get it in. But, of course, uh, Mueller said he couldn't speak to it, right? But I want you to allow this to sink in uh, as we go forward in this conversation. And this is a conversation that will be had. Work has become something like that. It has become something that you can do from your home. And when we think about that, we think about how work is indeed hard work, labor, uh, something that nobody really wants to do. But yet, we're saying that we need to bring in more people from the south of our borders to do that work when that's becoming obsolete. There has to be something, something is absolutely missing here. 
Something is missing when we, we, we think about that, when we talk about that. Something is missing in that conversation. Something is illogical about that. When you're saying that you can let people into the country when the only thing they know is manual labor, but manual labor in itself is something that's going away. There's something wrong with the conversation when you look at it from that perspective. Now, built on the backs of black people, the nation was, well, black folks paid a heavy dues, I will say, to be a part of America. No question about it. Black folks paid a heavy price to be a part of the American experience. But when I tell you this, when I say this to you, my friends, when I say to you that it was a price well worth paying, I'm telling you this. We cannot uh, sully or cheapen what they paid by demanding that the things that they paid for be repaid to those children of those slaves who didn't lift a finger in building the country. You cannot repay my great-grandfather, my grandfather, my father by paying me. Are, are you hearing me? Actually, that is stolen valor. When we think about that, my friends, that is stolen valor. That's something that I have not earned. It's like me saying I was a Vietnam War era veteran when I know that I was not. And you, I, want, I want you to pay me because I live through the Vietnam era. No, just because my great-grandfather or my grandfather uh, built something, that does not necessarily translate to me. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. I want to talk to you all. As we go forward, I want to talk to you all about um, why and how this has gotten as twisted as it has gotten. Because, friends, uh, quite frankly, I mean, real word to you, quite frankly, this has gotten really, really twisted. And the Democrats, they want to twist it even further. I'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL back with you coast to coast and border to border throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is uh, America. And hey, folks, as I tell all of you, I tell you this on a daily basis, and I didn't realize that uh, my feed um, wasn't uh, going out live like I thought. Um, just uh, I don't know. I don't know if Mason was out live or not. But just the, just in case we've gotten it, we've gotten it all fixed uh, now. Uh, but uh, listen, wherever you are, I want you to understand something. The legislation, the city government, whatever happens, it begins at your kitchen table. I want you to know that. And this is the thing that I want you to understand, that when you think about what is necessary to maintain city government, when you think about what is necessary to have a healthy city government, then I want you to think about where that begins. City government begins at your kitchen table. Now, in my city, we, we have uh, parish commissioners and we have, uh, of course, a city council and, and all of that type of thing. And there's two exemplary young men who I believe would make great city councilmen. And one is a great city councilman right now. That's Mario Chavez and an up and comer Parker Ward. Uh, it will make a, a really fantastic city councilman. And when you consider sending people to office, you should think about who you're sending to office as you're sitting at your kitchen table. Are you hearing me? That is where government begins at your kitchen table and 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 Mario Chavez understands that Parker Ward understands that and they are statesmen and so what we need now in our nation is not so much the slick politician are you hearing me the day of the slick politician 
I do believe, especially in this era of Donald John Trump is it's over. I believe that Americans now are looking for and are indeed getting what they want from people who look and, and, and sound, particularly sound, and talk like them. And that has been the key, even though Trump's a billionaire, okay? There is a common man approach that he has to the office of the presidency that we haven't seen probably since Abe Lincoln. Are you hearing me? And, and, and folks, this slick, polished politician, the one who is able to sell snake oil to a people who uh, feel as though they may be crippled. Uh, that kind of guy, that kind of woman, that, and you, you see them on the debate stages, right? Only one or two of them are not snake oil salesmen. And even though Bernie Sanders does not appear to be that slick, polished politician, Bernie Sanders is a snake oil salesman. And right behind him is Elizabeth Warren. And the one thing that uh, Elizabeth needs to understand that she cannot get into a bidding giveaway war with a bona fide socialist. Because Bernie Sanders is a bona fide socialist. And you cannot outgive, you cannot outspend a bona fide socialist. And so, friends, now we're in an age where we're going to have to have some real talk. I mean, real talk. And the type of language, the type of speech that you hear coming from the president, it's real talk. And those who have th thin skin. And, 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 and that's what the Democrats are having. They have thin skins. And they can't handle the truth. They can't stand the truth. The truth to them is, it, it sounds racist. It sounds bigoted. It sounds as though it's out of place in this politically charged atmosphere that we politically correct charged atmosphere that we have created for ourselves in America at this point in time. I am saying to you, it's unhealthy friends. It is absolutely unhealthy. What we are doing to ourselves because we cannot have a decent conversation geared toward fixing things without someone calling you an ugly name because they think that what you are saying, the, the, the truth of what you're saying has no place in a politically correct society. That's how we have been hijacked 
Are you hearing me, friends? Please hear me. Please hear me. Now, here we go with the uh, rhetoric. 12% of the American population 350 million, um, and that maybe they that may not be counting the 11 million. Uh, and of course, they're not they're not Americans; uh, they're aliens. Okay, but uh, as far as 350 million people, as far as we know, inhabit this country, and that may not include the illegal aliens, the 11 million illegal aliens who are here. But out of that 12 percent. Uh, out of that population, 350 million, 12% of that population are black people. Okay? No more. In fact, we're the only, black folks are the only demographic in this country that most likely will show in the 2020 census a negative population growth and that is due to abortion we were once 13 percent are you hearing me we were once 13 percent of the population and we were once the second numbered ethnic group in the nation black folks aren't anymore Latinos are. And we don't know just how skewed those numbers are. Because we don't know what Latinos they're counting and which ones they're not counting. But I do know this about Latinos who are coming into this country. They're having babies. And black folks, although we're just 12 percent of the population. We represent 43 percent of abortions in this country. You can't tell me that that is not by design. Can you? You can't tell me that you can't tell me that that is not by design has to be when you have 12% of the population representing 43% of the abortions and most of the abortion clinics are in the black community or right there on the fringe of the black community. And you have a Democrat party that embraces Planned Parenthood, which is the champion of black abortions. You can't tell me. That that's not by design. Huh? You can't. But this is the amazing thing about that 12% number as well, as far as black folks concerned. 75% of black folks live above the poverty line. You wouldn't think that, would you? You wouldn't think that 75% of black folks live above the poverty line. Do you know why you wouldn't think that? It's because the progressive liberal media, they only portray black people as down and out downtrodden people. Huh? 
That that that's that's the way they are portrayed. That's the way black folks are portrayed. But 75% of the black population lives above the poverty line, which leaves a quarter, one quarter of the black population living below the poverty line. And uh, if you talk about that in, within that one quarter, you may have about 10% of them who seriously do not want to work. So out of, of, uh, let's just say, uh, 85%, 10%, 90% of black folks, 90% of black population want to work, 10% don't. And it's strange to me how that's the 10% that's always represented in the news media. There's a design to it. And the progressive liberals in this country, and you've seen them on the debate stages, the progressive liberals in this country want you and I to believe that because of the 10 percent among all black people who really are hurting or maybe don't want to work or can't work, therein you must rest the entire story of black America on 10% who are failing. All black folks don't live in Baltimore. A lot, I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a lot of them who live in inner cities and a lot of black people do live in the, uh, metropolitan areas of our nation. But, uh, like I just told you, 75% of black folks live above the poverty line. So evidently, everybody doesn't live in rat infested Baltimore, and it is. Don't buy into Amy Klobuchar's uh, rhetoric and, and her, her, her sob story about how uh, could we possibly uh, think, uh, what does a young black kid think when they wake up and they hear the president of the United States saying that uh, they live in a, a city that's infested by rats? Well, the kids know that that's true. Are you hearing me? The kids who live in those places that are rat infested in Baltimore, if they live in a rat infested place in Baltimore and they hear the president of the United States saying that they're living in a rat hole, they're not insulted by that. What they are hoping is that somebody will come along and do something about it. As Donald Trump is doing his very best to do something about it. They know that that's true, Amy Klobuchar. They know that it's true. And when they hear you say uh, something as bleeding heart as you're trying to make this, when they hear you say something like you are saying, they know that what what the president is saying is true and what you're saying is is is, is uh, uh, so patronizing. And therein lies the rub.
Therein lies the whole truth of this whole matter is that the Democrat Party for all of us now, not just black folks. I'm talking all of us. When you listen to the, the, the things that come out of the mouths of Democrats and on that on that debate stage, you are hearing patri- Americans. You are hearing patronizing words. Elizabeth Warren, how do you fix the the, the race uh, issue in this country? Oh, give $50 billion to uh, historic black universities and colleges. It's patronizing. It's patronizing. You know how? You know why? You know uh, why, why she thinks it works? It's because it has worked in the past. Oh, throw money at, at it. But you know what? Wind, you know what winds up happening? The question materializes just like it has always materialized. And the president pointed it out the other day as it has always materialized. Something always happens to the money. Huh? Something all either it gets wasted or it gets stolen, but it never helps the people it was intended to help. So, okay, so how much money have we thrown at education in this country? Oh, we could have private tutored probably every child in the country with the money we have thrown away on education in this country. Christian folks, you better hear me when I'm telling you this. Let me tell you this. Christian folks, please hear me. There has been a design even to infiltrate and make null and void Christian Christianity and Christian schools to make it null and void. You see, even teachers for Christian schools are trained in the same discipline. And there is a humanist type of Discipline, a tilt toward it, a a slant toward humanism. That even if you get a teacher out of the pools that we pull from in order to employ or to staff our schools, even Christian schools, you're still having teachers who are indoctrinated with humanist ideas. That's why you must look at the curriculum. Even if your child is going to a so-called Christian academy, a private school or charter school, parents, you have to take upon yourself the responsibility of looking at reading through the curriculum yourself. And by all means, you must ask your child, what did you learn today? And you must examine that because the ideals of the modern education is to save the children from backward thinking parents. I'll talk to you about it when we return with the home stretch today of the C.L. Bryant Show. You thought I was worth saving. 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always lend a helping hand. And for the flag I stand. That, my friends, is D-Rock's latest release. I am an American. Get it wherever music is sold. I was blessed to lend my voice to the opening of his newest hit, I Am an American, as we head into our holiday season. And hey, y'all, y'all know what? Uh, August 1st, August 1st, August has arrived. August has arrived. And um, won't be long. I will be in my favorite time of the year, the fall. And uh, Jane and I most likely are going to head up toward New York uh, during Christmas time. And if you're traveling through New York City, there through Times Square in particular, look up above uh, Ripley's. Ripley's, believe it or not, and the Red State Talk billboard is right there above Ripley's, believe it or not. And every hour it cycles through the C.L. Bryant show, 24 hours a day, cycles through on that same billboard in Times Square and old CL's face looking right back at you there in Times Square. I want to thank uh, all of uh, the terrestrial stations uh, for replaying our shows throughout the Fruited Plains. I also want to thank Loving Liberty for bringing us on board with them as well and welcome, welcoming us into their family. I was saying this to you. What would you think about this? I'm going to, I'm going to share something with you. And next week, I'm going to talk to you about this uh, yesterday or, or uh, day before. I think it was now I had on with me uh, Dr. Marlene McMillan. And she was talking about the education system and how it, it, it has uh, been in, infested with progressive liberal ideals and uh, uh, thinking. But think about this. Think about what I'm fixing to tell you. What would you say if I told you? Many thousands of you listening out there right now. Listen, listen closely to what I'm about to say. What would you say if I told you that when your child enters kindergarten, that you may have in your public schools and 90% of the children in this country are educated in public schools, 90%. But what would you say if I told you that the teacher that you are sending that child and that you are placing that child into their hands, what would you say if their view of the child 
is that the child is mentally ill in the sense that they have been indoctrinated by religion, parents who are affected by religion, they've been indoctrinated by ideals of their parents' politics. And that teacher thinks that it's their job to heal the child of that. Well, in the new progressive liberal age that we live in, that is exactly what public schools feel their job is, and that is to heal that child who comes to them from a mentally ill type of background, especially if they come from a home that was Christianized or Christians. Now, I want you to think about this. As Christians, we are supposedly disciples of Christ, right? We are. We should understand what it is to be a disciple. I warn you that if you don't understand what being a disciple is, progressive liberals understand what being a disciple is. They are disciples of humanist ideas. They are disciples of humanist ideas and their goal is to go and make other disciples. Oh, it's actually diabolical when you think about it, because uh, uh, that's exactly the counterfeit type of approach that the evil one, the enemy of mankind, I call him Satan, has the scripture calls him Satan, has in fact used in order to deceive. Okay, you always create, he's always been able to create a, a counterfeit. And right now I'm saying to you that the education that our children are getting in schools actually debunk the greatness of America. That's why civics is no longer taught on the scale that it was taught when I was in school. You had a civics book. You had a, a, a Louisiana history book when I was in school taught Louisiana history. And you had a generation of young people who had a clear sense of country. And now, though, what you get, and, and, and yes, I understand that many of the really telling and important uh, cases in American history where people so-called of color did contribute in a mighty way were left out. I understand that. And there's nothing wrong with going back and correcting that record. But what I'm saying is all of that contributes to the greatness of America if it's told through the prism of our founders. But when you have... Uh, an educational system that is, says that the nation was, is, and evidently will always be racist. 
you are promoting the type of poison that is absolutely counterproductive. And I am saying to you that you have teachers who want to deprogram children who came from baby boomers and the children of baby boomers because even the children of baby boomers have been tainted. And their children come to the public education system as far as many teachers view it mentally ill because they're not seeing the world from a progressive liberal worldview. If your child has been taught a Judeo-Christian worldview and you are sending them to public school and hey, you better watch out even if you're sending them to uh, so-called Christian schools, you better pay close attention to the curriculum because the curriculum is geared toward healing them of their Judeo-Christian ideals. So you get to, they get, they, they graduate high school. They go to college. And you wonder how it is that at the Thanksgiving table, when your kid comes home from the first semester of college, and they've lived in your house the whole time before going off to college. They've been going to public school. Some of them may have been going to private schools. Some of them may have even been homeschooled because even homeschool curriculum can be tainted with humanist ideas. You have to be very careful. Had to be very careful. But here they come from college, that first semester, home from college, Thanksgiving break. And suddenly, because of the conversation that's coming out of your child's mouth, your precious little darling, because of the conversation that's coming out of their mouth, you realize that Karl Marx is sitting across the table from you and you're wondering, how did that happen? It happened right under your noses and you paid for it. You paid for it. Your tax dollars paid for it. And now that chicken comes home to come home to roost because of your lack of attentive. That's why your lack of attention to it. That's why you hear me say to you all the time, you must get on your school boards. You must become a city councilman. You must run for county or parish commissioner. As uh, Mario Chavez is a, uh, a parish commissioner and a young man by the name of Parker Ward is running for for uh, parish commissioner. Statesmen, people who understand how to get other people and why other people must get engaged. Because. The progressive liberals understand what it is to be disciples. And it's mighty strange that those of us who should be disciples don't understand what it is to be a disciple. The progressive liberals are busy going out and making other disciples. While those of us who have been given the uh, commission 
by the King of Kings and Lord of Lords to go and make other disciples. We don't. The progressive liberals look at your children who have a Judeo-Christian worldview. They look at your children as though they're mentally ill and they need to heal them of that. Whereas you whistle past the graveyard as a Christian saying to yourself, the Lord will make a way somehow. When you aren't doing anything with your hands, your mouths, your feet in order to be the Christian, to be the hands, to be the voice, to be the feet of the kingdom of God on this earth. You can't just sing the song. The Lord will make a way somehow. And then not do anything. You can't just pray and then not act. Because the progressive liberals, they may not be doing any praying, but they sure are doing a lot of acting. And they are certainly trying everything they can, especially in the school systems, to make disciples out of your children. You wonder why the behavior of your child changes and why they rebel against you is because uh, they, there is something that harms their ears and their minds when they hear you saying do one thing when they have heard sometimes even subliminally their teachers who they spend most of their time with during the school season. Yeah, they spend more time with that teacher than they spend with you. They come home, they eat their dinner, they go to their room. That teacher, they're in the classrooms with them all day long. So they act out with you. And sometimes they act out with a teacher because there's conflicting messages. All I'm saying to you today, let's get it right. Let's get it right. Let's talk about it. And then let's act. Well, I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day. And I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. I'm CL, and until I'm able to talk to you again, may God bless and keep you all right there in the hollow of his hand. Timely, credible, thoughtful discussion without the partisan outrage. This is the Loving Liberty Radio Network. <laughs>